What is up, TFA fam? Welcome into the first look at Week 12 Waiver Wire ads. It is a, it is a bit ugly out there, but we're going to do our best to give you guys the information you need for your Week 12 ads. So with that out of the way, Kev, why don't you just jump right into it, man? Let's talk some quarterbacks for Week 12. Yeah, uh, this week I think we have a pretty decent list of guys we can go to here in this in this uh, you know heading into Week 12 with Thanksgiving and everything else this week. Boy, was week 11 ugly, but I digress. We have Cam Newton roster in 51% of leagues. Uh, guess though, does not play the Washington football team. You know what? What is this, amateur hour? This is amateur hour. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep going. Anyways, um, no, they, they play uh, the Dolphins this week. Anyways, I don't know why I put Washington football team because that's who they played last week. Completed 21 of 27 passes for 189 yards, two touchdowns. He also rushed for 46 yards and had a touchdown which was good for 26.16 fantasy points. The Panthers take on a, a Dolphins D that allows eighth most fantasy points to quarterback. Camel, uh, to me, is like a weekly option with uh, to, with his ability to score with his arm and his legs. Uh, he looked really good today. Uh, obviously, they did not get the win, but uh, I thought he had some really good throws, did some good things on the ground. So for a player that's you know kind of came off the street, uh, I, I think you, you know this is about as good as you can expect. Obviously, the passing game wasn't wasn't quite as what you were looking for with uh, you know only twenty seven passes for one hundred eighty nine yards, but still his his ability to pick up yards on the ground and score touchdowns uh, it's just, it's just going to make his floor so uh, really good. So uh, he is number one for me. If he is out there, I think if you're not somebody who doesn't have a strong quarterback, he's somebody that I think you could plug in every single week, not just, uh, you know, a streaming option, but, you know, for people that, you know, if he is out there, maybe, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes who's going to be on by this upcoming week. You know, I think he's a good, he's a good fill in for that. And then Carson Wentz uh, this week, 55% uh, rostered versus the Bucks. You know, they continue to just destroy teams on the ground um, and completed 11 of 20 for 106 at a touchdown and their absolute beatdown of the Bills today. Uh, this next upcoming week, they face a Bucks defense that allows the 15 most fantasy points uh, to the quarterback position on the season. This is going to be a game that they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. They're not going to be able to just, you know, destroy teams with Jonathan Taylor as much on this one. But Jonathan Taylor is an absolute beast and is likely the RB1, the number one draft pick next year coming off the board because he is just on another level right now than everybody else. Then you have Matt Ryan, which I really don't feel great about this, but He's only rostered 50 percent of leagues. They do get Jacksonville this week, and it was an absolute brutal outing against the Pats on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but through the Falcons, do get a uh, Jags defense that ranks thirty first, thirty first in pass DVOA. And Ryan will look to get back on track after scoring just six total fantasy points combined the last two weeks. He has scored a whopping two and four over the last Oof. two weeks, but. Uh, you know, the Jaguars are really bad against the, uh, the pass. They are great against the run, which we saw today, where they limited uh, the, the 49ers rushing attack. Uh, you know, self-inflicted wounds really cost them in that game. But I digress. Then you have Taylor Heineke, who just continues to kind of go overlooked. 15% rostered against Seattle after another week. Um, you know, another 20 fantasy points for Taylor Heineke. He, he threw for 206 yards on 60 completions and three touchdowns for a good old 23.14 fantasy points. Seattle's allowed the ninth most passing yards on the season, but have allowed the second fewest touchdowns. But we just saw today Colt McCoy, of all people, just absolutely shred that defense for 300 plus yards and, and two touchdowns. So Taylor Heineke, uh, I think, is a really good play. Plus, he's also utilized on the ground or utilizes the legs. So that, that's another factor for him. And then you have Tyrod Taylor, rostered 5% of, of, of leagues. Versus the, they get the Jets this week, completed 14 of 24 for 107. It also ran the ball six times for 28 yards and two touchdowns. 
Uh, this week, the Texans will look like to keep things on track against the Jets. We have a lot of the ninth most fantasy points to quarterback and have been absolutely brutal against the run on the season. So I don't I don't mind Tyrod. I think he's kind of an interesting play against the Jets. Um, and what was just an absolutely just disgusting game uh, between the, the, the Texans and the, the Titans. But they did get the win. So uh, that is good to see. And, you know, Tyrod, you know, doing Tyrod type of things. So I don't mind him either. We have seen kind of a ceiling from him earlier in the year as well. So I think those are the players I'd be looking at. Normally, I would say possibly Justin Fields if he's out there. But he did suffer a rib injury today. Yep. So if you're really desperate, I guess Andy Dalton could be an option because they are playing the Lions So on, on Thursday. So we'll have to see on that. Well, from the grossness of Andy Dalton to the grossness of the Week 12 running back ads, uh, really no priority ads here. We did have an injury today to Michael Carter, but I think the the Jets backs are only in like the the deepest of leagues because I don't think we're going to see one of those guys take over kind of the way that Michael Carter has been in terms of being used in the running and the passing game. I kind of think we see – Tevin Coleman be the early down back and Ty Johnson be the uh, be the passing down and you know change of pace option. So I think this week is probably best used for teams to go out there and grab handcuff type players where we typically, you know, we're not going to draft handcuffs at the beginning of the year. But if they're sitting out there now as you're heading into your playoffs, this is the time to grab them. The ones that stuck out to me, Khalil Herbert, 33% rostered, you know, he is we thought, especially Kev, especially you were on this train. I thought he was going to have a role as well, but he has had nothing with uh, with Monty coming back. So handcuff only, but we saw what he could do if Monty goes out. And they do have a really nice playoff schedule down the stretch. So he's someone to snag. Uh, Sony Michelle, twenty four percent rostered, and Ronald Jones at twenty one percent. Outside of that, guys like Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman. Both of these guys are available in 65% or more of leagues. Now, there's not going to be a, a massive ceiling with either of these guys because, you know, you're going to have to worry about Lamar Jackson taking rushes. Both these guys are going to be involved. Um, you know, th- this kind of 12-team league and higher for, for these guys. Murray saw in his first game back, he had 30 snaps and 12 opportunities. Freeman had 47 snaps and 22 opportunities, and he was utilized way more in the passing game. And then with Miles Sanders returning, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, they both had uh, they both chipped in on the ground as well. Miles Sanders came back, and you know he was the lead guy. We had Jordan Howard put up the best production, but like don't look too much into that box score because he only played thirteen snaps, even with the legal the legals, <laughs> even with the Eagles leading for you know basically the entirety of that game. So. Sanders is going to be the dude, but I do think we see a committee approach. So, you know, it is worth holding on to one of these guys, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, just to see if a favorite shakes out. And, you know, we're not going to expect the Eagles to be going out and be leading like this the way they have been the past several games. And then just something to to take note of. Again, talked about him last week, Matt Burita. He only saw eight snaps last week. That increased this week, but that was with the the Bills, you know, just getting absolutely smashed by the Colts. He was uh, he was utilizing the pass game. Obviously, that put Moss on the bench. Moss was third in snaps between Singletary, Burita, and Moss. Again, not going to go crazy, but we did see some explosive plays out of Brita. Again, involved second straight week after being inactive for I think it was four or five straight weeks. So just a uh, 
something to monitor. I'm not going to add Brita outside of like the deepest of leagues. I know we had somebody in here on the Friday night stream that was in an 18 person league. That's when you can go add Matt Brita, but it is something to note because obviously there's not been a lot of excitement coming out of this, uh, of this backfield for the Bills. So outside of that, like I said, pretty, pretty ugly here with running backs. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is there anything more positive on the wide receiver side, Kev? I will mention as well, I think something to monitor, I guess one player that you don't have on here is, one, surprise, surprise, Pete Carroll says that Rashad Penny's going to get more involved. He gets the first carry of the game. He rushes for 18 yards, and all of a sudden you just see him pull up, and you're like, oh, here we go. And, of course, he exits with a hamstring injury. So I don't know. I think DJ Dallas in deeper leagues is somewhat interesting because they just don't have anybody else, and he actually looks like he had some juice and scored a touchdown. So that would be about the only thing I could, uh, other, other thing I could talk about there at the running backs. But let's jump over to wide receivers. Another week. Another time of me bringing up Darnell Mooney. Rostered in 55% of leagues, uh, five receptions on 16 targets for Darnell Mooney for 121 yards, a touchdown, 23.1 PPR points, with a 47% target share in this game. Uh, Double-digit fantasy points in five of his last seven games. He's a strong wide receiver, too, against the Lions on Thursday. Um, and he has, a like, I, like I've said, 33% market share of the air yards in this offense. And I would actually be surprised if Allen Robinson could make it back. He wasn't good. He didn't practice at all this week. Very short week of rest. So I would expect Darnell Mooney to once again be the wide receiver one on this offense. We'll have to, like I said, monitor Justin Fields, who may not be out. But regardless, I think Andy Dalton's competent enough to be able to go out and and lead this offense against the Lions. So he is uh, number one. Next up is Elijah Moore. 51% rostered on yahoo 40 percent on espn eight receptions on 11 targets 141 yards at a touchdown 29.6 ppr points which is wide receiver three currently on the week he's averaging 15.6 fantasy points over his last five games average seven point targets 7.4 targets five receptions 69.8 receiving yards and 0.8 touchdowns over that span and he has really kind of developed into a strong wide receiver three, wide receiver four moving forward, regardless of the quarterback. Because as we've seen, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. He has been able to produce. So Elijah Moore, if he's out there, should not be any longer. And then just kind of the, the rest of the guys, rest of the list here. We have Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay. Both of them are almost right at that 60% mark. They don't obviously play until tomorrow night. But if either one of them were to be available, I think that both of them should be added. Listen, Robbie Anderson, uh, not sexy. But he did go out, only rostered in 49% of leagues, but he had five receptions on six targets for 30 yards, 12, tar- um, 12 targets over the last two games. It seems to be getting more involved in the offense. And then you have um, Van Jefferson's on five. If he's out there, he should be rostered. Traquan Smith, I have him a little bit higher here than a lot of other these uh, a lot of these other guys. He's only rostered in 2.7% of leagues, but he has five receptions on eight targets again today for 64 yards. He has double-digit fantasy points in three of his last four weeks. So this dude is widely available. Uh, remaining schedule is Buffalo, Dallas, the Jets, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Carolina. And every single week, like I, like I think I talked about um, earlier about him, 
is his his matchups on a weekly basis moving forward are terrific. And so, uh, you know, inside inside the slot where he, he he plays the majority at. And so I like Traquan Smith adding him. I think he's a sneaky add in 12-team leagues and above. So I like him. And then I have LaVisca Chenault on here. Roster in 39% of leagues. Uh, five receptions on five targets for 50 yards. And one reason I do like him a little bit more uh, is because Jamal Agnew is likely done for the year. Uh, looks like it's either going to – it looks like a knee injury or a hip injury. I can't uh, – by, by, uh, checking out Pro Football Doc, Dr. Chow, who is the guy that I always go to for this stuff, uh, said he looks like he's probably done for the year. And so with him gone, that's a lot of targets we're going to be see, uh, seeing out of this offense. And I don't know, Urban Meyer, maybe you should use the guy who's built for that role and LaVisca Chenault. So we'll see on him. So I, I don't mind adding him either. Rostered only 39% of leagues. And then from there, you have other guys like A.J. Green, James Crowder, Rondell Moore. I don't know what they're doing with Rondell Moore. I mean, it's, it's like he just got transported into a new offense and he has the same exact role he did in college. Because 11 receptions on 11 targets for 50 yards, he is strictly volume-based. That's it. Because he is getting nothing past like the three-yard line. Everything is short, short passes. And it's whatever he can do with it afterwards. He is getting no deep targets whatsoever. So he is very, very hard to trust, especially once Kyler comes back and really once DeAndre Hopkins comes back. There's going to be so many miles there. Rondell Moore, again, very boomer bust. and I, Or as I put it, firecracker or bust because there's not a lot of boom with him. And so it, it's it's more, uh, I think at best, you're looking at 15, 16 points. And then you have Marquez Callaway, Mr. Touchdown, three straight weeks of a touchdown for Marquez Callaway. But again, doesn't really see a lot of volume, and he's kind of touchdown or bust. Russell Gage, five receptions on eight targets for 64 yards against the Pats, 17% rostered. But he does get a great matchup against the Jags. I don't mind him as a flex option next week. And then I put Tim Patrick on here. He's going to be hard to trust with so many miles of speed in that offense. So that's really what I got right there at wide receiver this week. Let's move on over to the tight ends for this week. Basically the same names that we were looking at last week, to be quite honest. We have to pay attention to Logan Thomas. He still has yet to come off of IR, but it would, you know, hopefully seem like he's getting close to returning. He's available in, I think, like 53% of ESPN leagues. Uh, there's been a lot of Dan Arnold chatter out here in the TFA streets the past couple weeks. We did caution and that it could be ugly this week with that matchup against Sam Fran, but we didn't think it was going to be this ugly when he gave us a big old gooser. But it does get easier the next couple of weeks. Matchups against Atlanta, Rams, Houston, Tennessee, Jets, and then New England to close out the fantasy season. Somebody who did come through for us was Adam Troutman. Now, a, a slight word of caution here. Uh, Nick Vanette was active for the first time this year in this game. Did he wasn't you know did get some snaps? Was involved. He only ran seven fewer routes than, Trout, than Troutman did. But Vanette only saw one target to, to Troutman's eight. Uh, Troutman, I think, had five, four, 58, and a score in this game. And then quietly over the past four, Troutman has seen six, seven, six, and eight targets. So, I mean, this, this team is going to look like it's going to be continue to be playing from behind. And Troutman looks like he is a favorite target of Trevor Simeon. And then just uh, some other names to mention. Cole Komet, again, another gooser. But does get that matchup against the Lions on Thursday, so you gotta like that. And Tyler Conklin, you know, didn't didn't exactly come through, put up 35 yards on just three catches, but it should be uh, should be a little bit easier sledding for him going forward. He's still, you know, the clear cut tight end one from Minnesota, still running the uh, solid number of routes, uh, you know, especially with 
with the way that this game turned out, the the back and forth with the 60, close to 70 combined points here from both these teams, I would have thought that Tyler Conklin would have had a little bit better of a day. But when we get to tight ends, beggars cannot be choosers. So uh, Molina throwing in a, an extra an extra wide receiver play here with, with Cooper out, Cedric Wilson. And then Lamb, yeah. So not a not a bad option there either. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Uh, this offense might not be all that exciting, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, you know, they do play the Raiders, but I don't know. Um, I mean, if they're missing Lamb and um, if they're if they're going to be missing Lamb and uh, Mari Cooper, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really want any, any of these guys to be honest with you um so yeah it's, it's pretty gross out there it is like i said running back it's a handcuff week tight end a lot of the same names it's just been it's just been really like like these last like i don't know like the last few weeks have just been brutal not a lot of close games a lot of uh you know a lot yeah. of a lot of the Teams that a lot of people are probably going to have the most players on have not done a whole lot. Um, just a lot of grossness out there each and every week. I mean, I was uh, a little bit shocked by the way the Bills just absolutely got roasted. But I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be. They're going through kind of the same thing the Chiefs went through, um, you know, earlier in the year, right? Where they're, now they're all of a sudden they're losing. They're, they're losing games to teams that you wouldn't think they would lose to. And not that the, the Colts, because I think the Colts have actually been playing really good football for the last month, month and a half. But, like, the way that they got beat. I mean, they got beat down in that game. And then Jonathan Taylor just just put his foot on in their neck and never let yeah. it off. So, uh, it's just kind of how, how it's been. Um, so, really, the only good game today was really, I, I mean, I guess the Packers and the, the Vikings game. I mean, other than that, I mean, there was a lot of just really ugly games. Yeah. So. But... Still thankful for, for football. Got the Thursday slate coming up this week. Going to be dropping rankings a little bit earlier this week, so keep your eyes out for that. And as always, join the Discord. You can always catch us over there and just talk general tomfoolery and any other fantasy football questions you guys have. So see you guys in the Discord. Good luck the rest of this week, and we'll see you next week. 